Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlife. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. Hi, it's Lauren Grace here, and welcome to part two of this episode with Michelle Price. We are going to be continuing on right where we left off from part one. So if you haven't already listened to part one, please go back and do so, and then come back and listen to part two. And also just a trigger warning. This episode contains sensitive content, which includes discussions on themes of violence, mental health struggles, and childhood losses. So how do you deal with difficult you know, readings and, and dealing with that emotion. And and I will just say to the listener at home that, you know, when I'm reading, this is something that I've had to kind of struggle with or not struggle with, but work through. And Michelle's assisting me in that because, you know, as an empath, especially, you know, highly sensitive feel so much. Um, I always have been afraid, I think of feeling too much. I think that's why I sometimes have a difficult time with with surrendering and allowing and relaxing is because it's mm. like, Oh no, if I, if I relax, then I'm not in control. And if I'm not in control, then who knows what could happen. Mm. So, you know, a big part about, I know the work that I do as medium, especially is being able to kind of feel the emotion without getting completely enraptured in it, being supportive for the person that I'm reading for. And, you know, I mean, I would imagine Michelle, 95, 96% of the time when you're getting a client, you don't know what you're about to witness, right? They they come Never. in pretty much and, and it's like, okay, what's going to happen now? So how do you navigate those, those difficult stories? How do you, you know, cause you're a feeling beautiful, you know, soul yourself. So it's not mm. like you're heartless, although the journalism stuff would help with that, but mm. how do you do it? I think it's an interesting one. I think my journalism, as you alluded to before, has helped me a bit. And the, I guess the example I'll give is with me wanting to be like a forensic medium. Um, and that's obviously dealing with, you know, murders, suicides, um, kidnapping, um, abduction, you know, stuff like that. We might need to do a 13, 11, 14, maybe um, lifeline if you're feeling down or if this triggers you. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. And the number of times that I've had you know, sometimes people give me a heads up and go, oh, I want to talk about my relationship or whatever else. But no one really ever says, oh, I want to talk about my murdered cousin. Like no one ever says that. No. And when I have the person sitting in front of me and there was a case in New Zealand that really affected me, um, a couple of cases. I do a lot of cases in New Zealand, a lot of, um, you know, forensic type stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple, there was a guy that um, came through and he was a cousin of the client that I was reading for. And um, he was like talking about, he was showing me, um, that he'd been at this party, um, then he was walking along the road and all of a sudden I was in his body. So this is quite traumatizing that I was in his body and I physically felt like I'd been hit from behind and run over. And I thought, oh my God. And then I actually felt the car come back and roll over me again. And oh he gosh. died. He died. And the cousin sitting in front of me and I described the place in New Zealand. I said, I don't know where in New Zealand this is, but I said, these are the trees. These are the, this is the road. It's very rural. There's no houses around. I can't see any houses. There's no one for me to call out to. Um, and I felt like the people were known. I'm actually getting feedback about this as I'm talking about it. Um, the people were known, but no one had been charged. And she said, that's correct. So this is the kind of stuff that I love, you know, as a journalist to get into because that's a natural thing for me. And I don't feel like every medium is natural in that where I like put two and two together. I'm like, what is this? Who is this? Do we know them? La la la. No one's been charged, but I'm like, there's two people, two men, and everyone knows who they are. So everyone knows they're at the party. They know that there was words shared between them. So there was some things mm. said and, and this guy was drunk. The one that was killed was drunk. So he'd had a few um, drinks and he was like a bit, you know, argumentative or whatever. So there was words exchanged and then they've taken, he's walked off and they've taken matters into their own hands. The local community knows who they are but they've never been charged. And that was really frustrating for me, you know, as a, as a medium. And this guy is sitting here going, I've got no justice. There's no justice here. Um, So that really affected me, but being in someone's body when they're run over by a car, Mm -hmm. I don't recommend it, Lauren. It is not fun. You know, even in that motorbike accident where I hit the side of that truck, I physically feel that in my body. I physically feel the jolt of that and the impact of that. And it's not fun. 
I've had some, you know, I've been through some horrific things and, you know, I know that it probably sounds, you know, to the listener at home, oh my God, this is so depressing, but someone's got to feel this, you know, this soul went through this traumatic episode and incident. Um, one of the worst ones, honestly, it's validation, was isn't it for that soul yeah. it's validation Correct, for that I can feel that. And I know what they went through. Yeah. One of the, one of the most distraught, um, I think that, you know, not, not even me, I don't know that I was that upset about this, but it was a really um, difficult situation for the guy that I was reading for uh, another male that I read for um, his best friend came through and it was quite amusing. Actually, a lot of it was quite amusing because um, this poor guy um, hadn't made his best friend who was in spirit, hadn't made him his best man. And he wanted to know why he wasn't the best man. He's coming to me and he's going, why isn't I the best man? Rah, rah, rah. Um, and he was still annoyed about it. And the guy was like, oh God, he's like, how embarrassing. He's like, oh, you know, I had a real family thing going on. And it was like, oh, you got to have this person, his best man and rah, rah. And he's like, basically my family didn't give me a choice. And his best man, oh, sorry, his friend was still annoyed about it. So he brought that up. But the way that he passed was his head fell into a propeller. So he was actually on the back of a boat. He fell off the edge of the boat. Oh. I don't know if there was drinking involved. I'm not sure. He fell off the back of the boat and his head hit the propeller and he was killed. And all of his friends, including the best friend I was reading for, were on the boat when it happened. So he died in front of them. Now, these are the things that how on earth, as a human being, you process that. I don't know. But, you know, for me as a medium, and I want the listener to understand this, is I don't feel all of that. I was aware that I fell off the back of the boat. I saw the boat. I saw the water, the whole thing. I fell off the back and then everything just stopped. So what I, what I want people to understand, this is a message I communicate is that your best friend didn't suffer. I want you to understand that, okay? Because a lot of these troubles, I've had people fall off buildings and die, okay? Same sort of thing. But they don't feel the impact. They don't feel the pain from that. It's like the soul, as we said before, the body before. out before. And that's the same as a motorbike accident guy as well. So, you know, that was a really great thing for me to communicate to him because mm -hmm. he didn't want to think that this friend had gone through all this, you know, agony and pain and all this stuff it was too much for the body to comprehend. So when I go through the passing of the soul, which I go through pretty much on a daily basis, they take me there. When I go through the passing, I feel what they felt and I go through it like, like it's me going through the transition. So with that guy, stepped out. As soon as he hit the propeller, it's like I wasn't even aware of it. I wasn't even aware of it. I think that, you know, it's probably intense for some people to hear you explain that you can feel that stuff. And I mean, and I will just say that, you know, a lot of people who listen to this have been around for a while on the show, so they're probably clear, but, you know, that would be an ability called clairsentience is mm. for Michelle to be able to feel that. Um, and I remember when Michelle was teaching me, cause I'm also clairsentient, mm. um, to feel that stuff as a, as a way of bringing through that evidence, but also as a way of being able to connect and validate for that soul. Uh, I remember I was really afraid of that and I really didn't want to go there. And, you know, as you know, I have, I have opportunities. Sometimes I'm a little bit more like, okay, here we go. And other times it's like, I need to remind myself it's fine. But one of the things that you, sh that you taught me that, that was really valuable for me was that when we acknowledge that as a medium, it passes Yeah, just as soon as it comes really true yeah and that's how you know you've got it because when you it's a bit confusing sometimes I mean I have um today I had family members I was reading for a guy but his sister was quite unwell um she's wheelchair bound and a few things so and he had family over here who you know passed from various things and so sometimes it's confusing and I'm like okay so I've got this 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 um I think that might relate to the grandfather maybe and then I've got this 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 but I feel like I'm coming to you with that and then the sister, I was getting very cold legs and, and you know, feeling mm. like it was freezing down there. And I just felt like I um, wasn't moving around very much. Um, and he indicated she was in a wheelchair and I was like, okay. So it's like once I get it for that person, the right person, then it passes. But if I'm sitting there going, oh, you know, does the cold legs apply to you? Does the cold legs apply to you? So on and so forth. It'll yeah. keep going until I get the right yeah. thing. So it can be a little bit hit and miss. And look, honestly, because um, I don't think I explained this, but the reason that I don't overly ask them to come in visually for me is that, and you, some of them do, some of them run in the room and they're like, hey, here I am. And I'm like, oh, fabulous. But it requires a fair bit of energy for us to see someone head to toe, like an apparition. It takes a fair bit of energy for them to manifest that and for me to be able to see that and get all the details. Some of them will come in and they will do it like physically, no problem. But a majority, because I mean, I've got, you know, sometimes four or five people for one person, you know, in yeah. spirit. And it's like, imagine trying to like see them all, recognize them, all of that. 
So for me, the physical just makes sense using the clairsentient ability because I can go, okay, that was a bowel cancer person. That was your grandfather. Great. So grandmother was a breast cancer. Great. So I've got her. So then as soon as I feel that particular physical symptom, that's the way my memory works better is I remember the physical symptom and that's that person communicating with me. So I don't need to see them, although some of them will come in and they're very visual for me as well. Yeah, it's funny. And then for me, it's a big part about I see them visually. And then it's yeah. like I kind of can get the information like they're talking that to way. me like a real person. And one yeah. of the things that I want to improve in is my clairsentience, which I know I can do. I yeah. just have that fear of, I think, sometimes feeling too much, as as you know, yeah, um, in working with me. Uh, what well, do you think- can I just say just yeah. on that? Because I was going to say this before and I, I didn't go into it. When you say that, and I think that this has taken me back to what we were talking about yesterday as well, you and I, mm-hmm. is that, you know, I really make a point of not feeling like we're any different from anyone else. So that's the real like interconnect- interconnectedness of everybody. Yes. Um, since teaching Reiki and practicing Reiki as much as I do, there's this real understanding of, we're all so connected. We're all souls. You know, we might have a physical body and that's great, but ultimately we're all souls. So whenever someone comes in and sits in front of me and they look a bit angry or whatever's happening or whatever, I'm just looking at them just going, I just love you. I just love you. I'm just holding space for you. That's what I'm saying in my head over and over because I really have a strong sense of the interconnectedness of all things. That's that's what this has led me to. And yeah. I really feel like when these souls come in and, you know, I have had quite a few uh, suicides today, quite a few. I had a poisoning. Um, She was poisoned by her husband. Um, Mm. I've had a lot of like full on things today. And with all of those souls and with the clients that I'm working with here, as I'm seeing these things and I'm thinking, oh gosh, that's not fun. That's not fun. I realize I'm holding space for this person who's sitting in front of me physically as well. Uh, but also for these souls. And it's like this person went through some turmoil, but they're coming through because they want the, you know, living person to not do the same things they did, to not make the same mistakes that they made, you know? And that's kind of the message. That's that's the reason for a lot of what we do here. And I really hold that very top of mind. There's no separation. I've got people coming in and they were homeless. They were drug addicts. I had a girl here with both her parents who were drug addicts, both of them. I mean, I'm sitting there just going, I can't believe it. Like, how did you, how are you sitting here? Like, this is unbelievable to me. Both of the parents were, the one of them still alive. The father was still alive. Mother had passed, but she was a tortured soul. Let me tell you, this girl somehow is sitting here, like in front of me and both of her parents were drug addicts and had all sorts of things going on. And it was like, my God, how on earth, you know, but at the same time, there's no judgment. There's absolutely no judgment. When I'm looking at this soul, I can see what's going on. I can see their past. I can see where they come from. I can see the parents and everything else. Everyone's acting from the knowledge and wisdom they have at the time. And this is something I say pretty much on a daily basis. With that girl, she wasn't resentful of her mother. She can't talk to her father because he's just, he's living in, you know, God knows where. So he's, you know, pretty much dying, a very slow death. But she can't speak to him because of that reason. But the mom and the father, she's got no ill feelings towards either of them, Lauren. This girl was incredible. And I was just sitting there going, wow, like if if I need to teach someone about forgiveness, like you're the epitome of that, honest to God, because she just had no resentment at all. She was like, love mom. You know, she did the best she could. And this is what I say to everybody, that person, you know, your parents, your brothers, sisters, whatever it is, they're always doing the best they can with what they have at the time, the knowledge and wisdom that they have at the time. That's all we can do us as well. Cause we're perfectionists. Yeah. Lauren and I are perfectionists. Yeah. So we're often really hard on ourselves. Yeah. But if you think about it, you know what? I did that thing. And if I think about to the first reading that I ever did, you know, I'd be like, Oh God, you know, what was <laughs> I talking about? What was that about? And rah, rah. But we're always acting with the knowledge and wisdom I have at the time. So the knowledge and wisdom I have at the time, that's what I was doing at that point. Yeah. Now I've learned a lot more and I'm doing differently and better and whatever else. So it's like we're always improving. But I really want to say to the listener and to yourself that there is no separation between us. We are all interconnected. Yeah, I love that you're saying that. And actually, I think that's really important as well for me, even in my readings, because when you just remember that we are that soul. And I don't know if I told you this before, but I remember I was reading, uh, listening to Eckhart Tolle and you know, because that's my main man, as you know, aside from mm. Oprah, Oprah's my girl, Eckhart Tolle's my man. 
he was talking about how when he wanted to commit suicide how he said to himself i cannot live with myself any longer there must and then this other voice went what i cannot live with myself any longer there must be two of me and i i remember that and i've known that for many many years and when i'm reading that money that pocket full, happy pocket full of money book he actually has that in it where he said people who commit suicide often will say i cannot live with myself any longer but when we mm. think about it the person who's saying that is like there's an awareness there and i remember yeah. saying that in my head i went i cannot live with myself any longer there must be two of me and when I did that, Michelle, when I said that, it was as though I just went zhunk, and I went back into the soul seat. Wow. And I could witness myself as Lauren, as the personality versus as the soul being. That's and I powerful. think that almost as like a confirmation and a remembrance to myself that when we can get into that soul seat, or as Gary Zukov says, the seat of the soul, but when we can sit in that, and we can feel that we are one with all that there is. I'm getting crazy goosebump validation here. Like, that's where you're right. That's where those boundaries, those separations, those labels, yeah. those judgments, the, the skin, you know, separating us from spirit. That's when that all can almost dissolve away. And, mm. you know, it's funny when you're talking. I remember I, I posted, I think it's when you and I were going live once. I posted on a local group here and. I said, you know, we're doing Zoom, like reading or Facebook readings, blah, blah, blah. And this woman wrote on there, she goes, I call BS, you know, no one can read over, you know, over Facebook and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, that comment aside, but it's because it's all energy and that's why, and you and I are sitting across, you know, the, the country from each other, I mean, mm. not that far, but, but we can feel each other's energy. Absolutely. We can feel each other's heart in that. You know, mm -hmm. and it's because there is no separation and we've just created as humans, the separation in, in time and space and, and Correct. all that. Because how many times do we think of each other and we ring or SMS each other? I mean, everyone has that. Everyone yeah. has examples of that. You 100%. Think about I said friend. something about you yesterday. You text me within 10 seconds. It happens all the time, all the time. And so that shows, because I didn't know about Zoom either. I mean, when I started doing this full time, I was like, Zoom, what? What's Zoom? Um, and yeah. you know, getting into this has been such an eye opener. Cause I'm just like, wow, I didn't know. I didn't know how it was going to work. I'm like, everyone's face to face. What do you mean zoom? And, uh, yeah, doing re online readings, honestly, I mean, they're the same, if not better, you know, um, yeah. than being face to face. I love face to face, but, uh, yeah, zoom is, um, really great as well. What and do you still think feel everything. when we die? Well, it's interesting. Um, this is a really, well, you know, it's an interesting topic. I was thinking in the back of my mind about my hypnotherapy session before you asked that question. And, um, and I had a session with a quantum hypnotherapist and, um, what I was going to ask you or say to you is that not so much about, I guess, dying, but hypnotherapy, when I did this session, it was so deep for me and I have had clinical hypnotherapy before, and it hasn't taken me here, but this session, Lauren, um, it was interesting. And the reason I'm saying this to you is because when I was a little kid, I remember looking up the stars and I'm like, why can't I go back up there? I don't like it down here. Yeah. I don't like it. And I was about two and a half, three, and I have very early memories, um, but wow. about two and a half, three at that age. And I was looking at the stars, I want to go back. And so a lot of star seeds, I'm going to get into the star seed terminology, a lot of star seeds, which is me, um, and me. we find it so much easier being up there. You know, I want to be in yeah. the galaxies, I want to be in the stars. And so it's funny that you asked that question because in the back of my mind, I was thinking about the hypnotherapy before you asked the question. And what I did was I ended up back in my uh, one of my childhood houses um, at the beginning of the hypnotherapy. And then all of a sudden, I was like walking out the front door and he goes, well, where do you want to go? And I said, I want to go up. That's where I always wanted to go. And so he goes, we'll do that. And so I went straight up to the stars and the rest of it was like next level. The whole session was unbelievable. It went for nearly three hours and I thought I was in there for like 20 minutes, like 15 yeah. minutes, 20 minutes. I couldn't believe it. Like literally. And that for me is where I'm going next. You know, I don't feel like I'm going to have another um, human incarnation. So I'm not exactly answering your question, but I feel like it's an individual thing. So my feeling in this lifetime is I'm going through all the karmic stuff, all the mother, father stuff, all the sibling stuff, all the you know relationship stuff. I'm going through everything this lifetime, healing all the karma. I honest to God feel like I'm doing that. 
And the new earth energy has been coming up a lot in my lifetime, um, but more recently since I started doing this full time um, and coming up for a lot of my clients that I see, new earth energy, new earth energy. So we as healers, I feel, some of us um, are the, those ones who are helping people ascend. We're helping people, you know, do all the work, do all the work, get it out of your system and off you go. Because one of the things that we learned and one of the things I learned from in that quantum hypnotherapy session, um, the practitioner actually communicated with my higher awareness. So it is the Dolores kind of method. If you're familiar with Dolores, great. If you haven't, you know, listen to her podcasts or her books, um, she is now deceased. But one of her techniques is to communicate with the higher awareness. So getting rid of the, um, you know, the human thinking, all of that. And when he spoke to my higher awareness and said, you know, what's the point of this? You know, what are you here for? What do you want to do? Um, and I actually said to him that um, one of the reasons that I'm not getting into the platform mediumship now um, or publishing my book, I feel like I, I sort of get to the end point with a lot of things and then I don't do it, like I don't complete it. And he said, why does Michelle do that? You know, not complete these things. Oh. And my answer was that if I do all those things, if I tick all those boxes off, because I'm doing all the karmic work, then you're if gonna I tick die. all those boxes off, well, not so much that I'm going to die, like I don't feel to die immediately, but more so that I know for sure that I'm not going to come back. So there's a little bit of the human in me where I'm like, gosh, I'd really love to do it again. Maybe I could go and be a you know different person, do a doctor's degree, whatever, whatever. But I know that if I do this work, if I do all the work that I'm doing and I'm supposed to do, I'm not coming back. That's that's like locking it in. It's like a guarantee that I'm not going to come back. You know what I mean? So there's a little bit of fear there for me. And that was a higher awareness. That wasn't me talking. That's my heart. I was like, how interesting. <laughs> wow. How interesting. Isn't it amazing? So I highly recommend, because I have done clinical, as I said, I highly recommend quantum he- uh, hypnotherapy and healing. Um, so it's QHHP, I think. Um, and it's, you know, just incredible. Like it literally changed my life. And I've never been, pardon me, I've never been that deep before. Um, I've never been given the freedom before either, Lauren, with hypnotherapy. And I think that makes a big difference for light workers because if I'm just doing clinical, I feel like I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing mediumship. It's at that level. Whereas the quantum hypnotherapy takes you into the higher straight up here. Yeah. And I will say for a listener at home, I've got some um, interesting episodes on that. But if you check out one with Myra Rath, um, she's a hypno, uh, a quantum, whatever. Ah, whatever. Brilliant. Yeah. She's one and she's on the show and she's really interesting. Talked a lot about people and what they reincarnate or what they experience life as. And so what did you decide to do with that information? It's funny because I was thinking from my business point of view for a minute where I was like, interesting, whether or not that's a reason for people's procrastination as well. Right. That there's like this deep seated, I mean, then you, we could get into the whole down the rabbit hole of limiting beliefs and fear of success mm. and, and all that kind of stuff. But for you as Michelle, how do you then take that information and what do you do with it? Do it's, you go, I'm going to, I'm going to finish my book anyway, damn it. Or yeah, it's a tool, you know, this is a tool. And part of the reason that I do readings is to make people aware of things. So the number of times people have had these massive bing realizations and then they've gone out and they've completely changed their lives so that happens a lot when I teach Reiki people go out and they quit their jobs they change their lives they do completely different things to what they were doing before it's all about the awareness and for me I was listening to that and going oh my god I didn't realize that's why I was doing that there's fear there so for me that's a tool for me that's putting the awareness there and going you know what Um, I have to go and do this book I have to do all these things because I have to leave my legacy. Spirit wants me to put these things out there. I've got to leave my legacy because um, I'm not coming back as a human again. There will be humans. It's not, you know, I'm not the only one that's ascending, but there are a lot of us light workers who are ascending. I don't plan on coming People back. getting healthier. I'm not You're saying not. I don't have work to do yet, but I'm I'm not coming back. I've yeah. <laughs> so heal all the karma. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. So before I pass, um, you know, I'm trying to work with, you know, people elderly. I've had 90 year olds on my table. Um, I've got elderly people all booking in with me now, you know, for readings and connections. And it's like, it's not just about me working with the kids. I love working with the kids, but the elderly, I want to help them, you know, let's process this, let's process that, la, la, la. So they can have a beautiful transition and go on and do whatever they need to do next. But I've had, you know, some beautiful grandparents in here where they're like, you know, I don't know that I'm going to come back again. I'm just going to look after my grandkids and my great grandkids and, you know, stick with family, you know, for the time being. Um, and I think that's really beautiful. So, you know, it's a hard question for me to answer definitively, Lauren, because for me, I'm not coming back as a as a human. I know that. Um, but I will be back in some capacity. So I feel like whether I'm back as, you know, maybe a guide, you know, because I'm a big teacher in this lifetime, whether I come back as, you know, a guide or something like that, you know, um, 
potentially, but I'm just not coming back as a human again. And I know that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so fascinating. I mean, we're pretty much out of time today. There's so many things that we didn't get into that I wanted to ask you about, such as, you know, whether or not you find you have themes in the readings that you do. So we'll definitely oh, have to have a, a part two, unless you wanted to yeah. comment on that. But I, I would like to hear whether or not there's anything I didn't ask you that you felt to call to speak on. And also, you know, for people out there who are, who are doing it tough, who are perfectionists like us, who are hard of themselves, who are, you know, I, I find sometimes, especially I connect with the star C thing in a big, big, big way that, you know, it can be hard sometimes to be human here when you feel mm-hmm. different and you know, there's all this stuff. And then we kind of get stuck in our human ways and yeah, just any thoughts on that you that you wanted to share with the listener at home that you feel called to share on? One thing I want to say, and what's in the back of my mind, um, is that I want the listener at home and ourselves to really think about um, defensiveness. And the reason I'm saying that is because um, that hypnotherapist that I was just talking about, we had a long conversation around some of his clients. And he said, you know, sometimes, Michelle, I say things to people and they're really resistant So I'm saying to them, you know, um, I think this, or I feel that, or whatever the case may be, or maybe we could work on this thing. And quite often certain people, if they're very triggered by what you're saying or whatever the case may be, they're like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And he was saying to me, you know, after a session like that, where they're really defensive, and this is actually in the hypnotherapy session too. So sometimes he puts them under and that defensiveness comes through that. And, you know, they've been really defensive. And then he gets out of that session and he's exhausted. So what I wanted to say, what was in the back of my mind to say is I want you to think about the defensiveness being the ego. So with what Lauren said before about, you know, people who, you know, sometimes say unkind things to us, you know, whether it's on a Facebook live or on a podcast (laughs) or, you know, that's ridiculous or whatever, um, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's like, you know, if we're defensive, we're getting into the ego. I look at those people and I just go, I really feel for you. You know, I really feel for you. And I go the opposite So when I've got clients in front of me who are, you know, being defensive and stuff like that, and let me tell you, I definitely get that. Um, I try to work around that a little bit. So not addressing it directly, but sometimes I'll be like, you know what, just take a deep breath. You know, you're going to be okay. Just take a deep breath and let's do a reset. Um, But I just want people to hear this more so because if you're going to go see a medium or, you know, a psychic or whatever you want to call it, somebody does cards or whatever, you want to get the best possible value for money. And yeah, yeah. if you're going to go into a situation like this and be really defensive, be really shut off, be really whatever, you're probably not going to get everything that you need. Mm-hmm. And that's different that from being want. skeptical, right, Michelle? Correct. Yeah, 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 totally. Some people come in and it's not so much that they're skeptical. It's just that they don't want to give anything away. They're trying to like, you know, hide. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to see anything, you know, da, da, da. But isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? Yeah. And my readings are very much, you know, teamwork. So 100 defensive. Great. We're seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you, the number of people I've said to them, because I tell you today was an insane example of this, where I was thinking with the poisoning one, I was thinking arsenic and she says arsenic. And in my mind, I'm going, is that why I was in the attic where there was arsenic poisoning? And I was trying to think of it. And I'm going, geez, that's really old. I don't even know if there's arsenic around anymore. And then she said it and I went, whoa. And then something else happened and I said something that she'd been thinking and then it just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And this is a lady that I hugged before she left and it was just amazing. And she was like, I didn't realize I could do that. And I said, when you're in this area, when you're in this sort of, um, you know, this vibration yeah, and you've got your loved ones all over here giving us information, we're all connected love. So yeah. it's like they can drop things into your head. They can drop things into my head. And this isn't me sitting here going, oh, you know, I'm this amazing medium, la, la, no. doing all this amazing stuff. You're just a conduit. Exactly. And they're communicating with her and me. Yeah. So she loved that. She was just like, I had no idea that was possible. I had no idea I could do that. And she walked out the door so much happier and so much lighter, Lauren. And that is a gift. And that is something that I really pride myself on is showing people yeah. anyone can do this. You don't need a medium sitting in front of you. Yeah. And I love that you're saying that because I know in my experiences, when I've had those those readings, which are just like on fire. Mm. It's because the other person is here for it. Yeah. They're, they're open to it. They're ready. They're giving me all the love that they can. And Mm -hmm. the results speak for themselves. And then we get other people who 
I, I don't know. I'm sure you've had everything that I've ever, yeah. <laughs> you have other people who almost, I don't know if this happens. You say something and then they try to make the story around it or create. Yeah. You know, and you're like, no, this is actually just what it is. It's, it's yes or no. It's yes or no. If someone's going, maybe I'm like, nah, <laughs> that's yeah. not it. That's not it. It's something different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How do you think people should choose uh, a medium or, or a psychic and how important is discernment when they do go and when they oh, get that information? Yeah. That's such a good question, Lauren. I tell you, you know, if I had a penny, if I had a penny, Lauren, for the number of times people have come to me and I gone, know. oh, you know, like one lady, for example, I told you about this lady. One lady, for example, was like, I've had, you know, three terrible, you know, readings of these terrible people and they were terrible and it was awful and it was terrible. And she's like, hopefully you're better. And I'm thinking, God almighty, like, here we go. This is not a great starting point. Anyway, I'm like, spirit, wipe my mind, wipe my memory. I didn't want to remember that. I didn't want to think about that because when she comes in, I'm going to be hella nervous. So I was just like, okay, wipe it, wipe it, wipe it. And I forgot about it. And then she rocks up and she was dressed quite, you know, nicely. She had these bright colors on, she had these bright earrings. And I was like high as a kite. I had this best reading ever. We're like hugging, crying, the whole thing, the previous client I had. I walked out and this lady's standing in the driveway and I went, oh my God, look at you. You know, you're so beautiful. Your earrings and earrings and la, la, la. And you're so pretty and la, la, la. And she's glaring at me. Oh, going, God. Oh, it's a bit weird. Um, anyway, come in, la, la, la. Here I am, you know, all of this. And I drag her in. And she was just so resistant. And, and slowly like, and surely your vibration is sinking, sinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know that, but you're like sinking. We have to try to bring everything up here. So when yeah. you've got a young, vibrant kid coming in or, you know, guy, girl, whatever, then you're like, yeah, we're going to have the best time ever. You know, both of our energy combining. This is awesome. This lady was like, she sucked everything out of everything, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm just going, oh, my God. <laughs> And honest to God, Lauren, like I had that really great reading before her. Like we were like, it was all happening. Everything's happening. Rah, rah. And she's sitting there and I'm sitting there going, ah, like there wasn't a lot coming through for me. And she was like this and she's like, oh, and you know, all these sort of frustrated noises and all this sort of stuff over the other side of the table. And I'm thinking, holy crap, like this can't be me. This can't be something I'm doing because I just had the best reading known to man. And I'm sitting here with this person and I'm going, what the hell's happened? And I actually stopped and I I didn't remember that it was that person who said, oh, I had all these terrible readings or whatever else. But I said, let's just take some deep breaths. Let's just reset. All right. Because I feel like there's some stuff, some energy, there's some stuff going on here. And I said, this is team. I said it to her. I said, this is teamwork. So I'm working with you. I'm not here, like able to do all this amazing stuff. If you're not sort of, you know, working with me and et cetera, et cetera. So I was saying this to her and I said, let's just do a reset. We're going to take a big breath. We're going to exhale together. And then I did that. And then she said something to me. And I can't remember to this day what she said. She said something to me and she'd been really like quite rude, I will say before that. But she said something to me and I went, holy crap, boom, everything just opened up. And it was like, everything was happening like really fast. And she was sitting there going, holy crap. And I'm like, yeah. And so yeah. we had this amazing connection, but it was just, she said, look, let me say this one thing. And I don't know what it was. It just opened everything up. And all of a sudden I could see it all. Yeah. And she went for a minute. She went, you know what? Why am I? It's as though her higher self went, why are yeah. you here? And she what went, are you doing? Oh, right. Yeah. I'm, what are you I'm doing? actually here to have a good experience. Yeah. And right. so all those other experiences with her in those other, you know, other readings that she was like, oh, they were terrible or terrible. I'm thinking now I understand why. Yeah, because, you know, not everyone has the ability to go, you know what, take the ego out of it. We're doing this together. Let's take a deep breath. Let's have a reset, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you're in your ego, you're going to be really like, oh, I just want to get rid of this person. This person's making me uncomfortable. I don't do that. I'm like, no, I need to get to the bottom of whatever this is. There's some emotional thing going on here. Now, it's interesting with her, Lauren, because we had the best session. It was really awesome once that cleared. But then she rebooked with me immediately. She said, I want to see you again. You're amazing. This, that, and the other. And then she actually canceled right before we had our second session and she's oh. never rebooked. Oh, that's really interesting. I think mm. that story was going to go that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing but I mean, is that people no, have I to, don't care. yeah, people have to be ready. They have to. And sometimes as well, when you get a reading, what I find is that it's almost, I hope I can say this carefully. So 
I properly help me spirit to say this properly. You know, there's like ambulance chasers, lawyers who are yeah, ambulance yeah, 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 chasers. Yeah. I yeah. feel like there are psychic chasers as well. For sure. And I'm sure people who want mediums as well, but they it's like they they chase for the answers that they want to get. And yep. I feel that when you do that, that uh my personal opinion is that you're giving up your power to other people. For sure. And I'm not saying that this woman, I'm just saying that maybe this woman got what she needed and she didn't actually need that again, you know, because sometimes you, when you go, oh, well, I actually needed that. Why would I go and jeopardize that, that particular reading by getting maybe a different answer or something? Absolutely. I don't know. But I mean, what are your opinions on, on ambulance chasers, psychic chasers, and how important is it? Do you think that people remember their own power. And I know that you and I have talked privately about this, that I struggle with, with that as part of the industry. Um, Yeah. I, you know, I have got some clients like that. And what I try to explain, because I know that there's, let's say, you know, I've had very uncomfortable reading, but I had a lady who is, and I know this because she, she said, oh, you know, I've been to a few people in my life. She was Indian. And she was saying, I've been to a few other people and they were rubbish. Another another similar situation. Now she had been going from psychic medium to psychic medium to psychic medium. Yeah. And um, she basically wanted me to tell her that her, hus- her husband was going to leave her because she didn't want to leave him. She wanted the relationship to end, but she didn't want to leave him. So she was trying to steer me towards saying that your husband's going to leave you. And I was, I didn't know any of this, right? So I'm just going into this. She's like, oh, I've had these terrible experiences. I'm like, fantastic. That's a great way to start. Um, putting that out of my head. And as we're going through, Lauren, she was like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. She was trying to direct me. She was trying to direct me. And I'm going, what's going on I feel on anxiety now because it's like oh, I've had completely. people like that and I go, no. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was really, it was quite distressing because I was just yeah. like, just let me do my thing. You know, it's like the quantum hypnotherapy experience for me versus clinical. Is a clinical sometimes they try to really steer you? And that quantum guy just went, you do your thing, Michelle. I'm just yeah. going to hold space for you. You know what I mean? So and good. so I wasn't able to do my job. And every time I got to the point, I was there with her business. I was telling her what sort of business they ran together. I knew they ran a business together. I knew that they um, didn't have children. I knew that all this stuff, you know, the house, everything. And I said, is this all accurate? And she goes, yeah. Like literally I described everything, including gra- her grandfather came in and I could see him and I'm describing him. And she goes, that's my grandfather. I went, amazing. So she agreed with all of that, but she couldn't accept that I wasn't going to sit there telling her how her husband was going to leave her because I was telling her, your husband has free will. Your husband has free will, right? And I said, really what they kept steering me towards was her having to do the work. She didn't want to hear that. I was like, you need to do the work, sister. Didn't want to hear it. Every time I said it to her, she got really angry to the point where I said to her, look, I'm happy to refund your money. Clearly, we're not the right people for each other. But she'd been through a lot of other mediums and she was a she was a chaser because she was trying yeah. to get them to tell her what she wanted to hear, Lauren. Yeah. But I want to follow this up with something really positive because after her, I then met a regular of mine, Xenia, the singer that I read for. Um, she is amazing. And she showed up straight after this woman. I was just like, I am quitting today. That yeah. is it. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I'm not cut out for this. That is it. And I thought, yeah. I just want to see this lady now, right? So I've, I've flipped on this beautiful angelic being is sitting in front of me, this creature, and she's divine feminine. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> my chin is on the ground. And this chick shows up, right? And she's she's divine. And she's sitting in front of the camera and she puts her arms out, both her arms. And she said, Michelle, you do your thing. She said, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to support you. And she said, you do your thing. Oh. And after that experience, I'm like, what? what I can do my thing she's yeah. like yeah and she talks like this and I'm going okay do, 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 do. I was a little bit nervous um but I had some really beautiful cards and I've told you this story the cards um that her mother selected for her and so two days before this singer has booked with me um I went and bought this deck that I'd never seen before didn't know the artist the author nothing and it was um whispers of healing and I'm sitting there with this deck and I'm holding it up to her and I said I got this for you she booked two days later I hadn't even met her yet and this is for you. And she, I said, your mom's telling me to get your diary, get your diary out. And she goes, I don't know where it is. After the reading, she gets the diary, takes a photo, same author and illustrator. And she was like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I was like at the you know store. I bought these cards. I didn't know why. And I bought them for you. And I hadn't even opened them before that reading. 
And that was life-changing for me. She still has readings with me. We still connect. She's actually done these beautiful, she's gotten to light language. So she does light language and stuff mm. like that. And she downloads, you know, messages for me. And I mean, it's just next level. And that was such a contrast. Universe gives us contrast. And it was just like, I want to quit. I'm never doing this again to holy crap, this woman's amazing. Oh my God. Um, and she's letting me do my thing. So I, right. said, I said to the universe, I want more of them. Yes. I want more of those people not the other I gotta say I sometimes because I've had a few experiences like that where I go I want to quit because these people don't let me do my thing and I'm I'm not with someone who's congruent and I'm giving them a great reading and I'm connecting and blah 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 but they're not hearing me they're trying to force me into something and I I want to quit and so what I what do I do I go I I block out my calendar for the rest of the week or two weeks you know <laughs> which is Lauren, like the complete opposite I hope you're listening I hope you're listening because I'm after that, bringing I... that up for our listener at home because I I yeah. hope that someone can learn from from this experience two ways of looking at it because mm. I guess my fear comes into it where I go oh my god I don't want to be in that position again whereas mm. you go now I know what I don't want. I know what I do want. And I need to reposition that and go, okay, I know what I don't want. I know what I do mm. want. Cause I've had those readings where you just go, I can do my thing. Like you said, and I'm yeah. like, but you had that instant fire right away. Whereas. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah. But I mean, you know, as well, like that um, lady that really tested me, um, she's now one of my best friends. Like, and I mean, her books, you know, the um, psychologist, I mean, she literally, oh, yeah. you know, she was really hammering me and she's very scientific, very, you know, all of those things, but she was hammering me. This is and another story, really, by the way. Our listeners yeah, I was like, really what? struggling and it was like, what on earth am I going to do here? And at one point she stood up and just went, I've had enough. You're full of it. You're not genuine. You know, all of this stuff. And she stormed out of the room and I'm going, huh? Like what just happened? Um, anyway, I offered her a free reading. I couldn't believe it. Um, I thought I've lost my mind. I have gone insane. I've offered this crazy lady a free reading. Yeah. And I was like, come back on a weekend. Da, da, da. And before she came, I wrote down all this stuff. Um, you know, I downloaded all this information. I call it automatic writing. Lauren's probably talked about it in the podcast before. Um, I felt to go out into the garden with her. So I didn't bring her into my room. I went out into the garden and I basically read from my sheet and I said, this is this, these are all the things I downloaded. And she goes, you just answered every question I had. And I went, fantastic. Do you want to do a reading now? And she was like, sure. And then after that, you know, that, you know, download that I did, we then read, I read for her for another hour and a half or something. I blocked out a lot of time for her because I felt wow. like she needed it. And after that, she booked her husband and her in for a reading and healing the following week. Um, I have done past lives for her whole family. I've read for her mother, her father, like best friends, all her friendship circles. She even sends her clients to me. Mm -hmm. She sends clients to me as well. Um, if there's children who are going through some sort of spiritual, you know, thing, um, she'll send clients to me. So it's like, this changed my life. She then interviewed me and put me in her book, both of her books and about the past life sessions that I did with her. And my husband thought I was insane. He was like, why are you doing a reading for this terrible person? And, you know, she talks about it. She actually talks about it to her friends and goes, oh, this is a lady that I went to in la 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 and I cracked the shits and whatever else. And she's like, um, we, you know, Michelle is genuine. And that was, that was, you know, when you said discernment before, Michelle is genuine. And she said, I know that because she didn't bring the ego into it. She could have just, you know, gone, oh, get out of my house, whatever, whatever. She invited me back, you know, and she said, that's yeah. why I knew you were genuine in what you do. And that was a huge lesson for me because I'm sitting there thinking, don't invite her back. Don't invite her back. It was like I had two different voices going on. But at the same time, I was like, no, I feel like I need to do that. I feel like I need to, because I don't like people not to be satisfied. And I was like, I need to, I need to, you know, say something more to this woman um, to figure out what uh, what's actually beneath all of this. And um, yeah, honestly, we catch up for coffee, you know, I'd say once a month. It's incredible. So how do you overcome that? You just basically, you have that conversation because ego is all about if you fear inferior or superior, that's always ego. So, yeah. you know, and I think too, you know, Esther Hicks's teachings always pop into my head, which is that what I said earlier, which is when we know what we don't want, we know what we do want. And I remember yeah. you even just saying to me, 
you know, you want to put out the intention of who you want to attract and who you can serve. And, you know, one of my affirmations is I attract those physical and non-physical in harmony with me. And so, you know, and I do, I do personally believe that whenever I have any experiences, I always am learning how to be stronger or have stronger boundaries or maybe vet better or something like that, you know? So is that a big part about it? It's just giving yourself grace and knowing and maybe focusing on all of the people that you did serve and can serve and have helped versus allowing that one person to kind of make you quit and block out your calendar. Yeah. And look, I will say on that, I feel like I don't have anything to prove. And um, I think I was saying this to you yesterday about Long Island Medium, um, which is a great show on Foxtel. And what really rings true for me is that I don't have anything to prove to you. Um, whether you're a skeptic or whether you're just being difficult, um, I don't have anything to prove. You know, I'm gonna, I'm a communicator, I'm a bridge, I'm a medium. Um, my job is to bring through messages. Whether you want to receive that or not is not my job to do that. I'm not, I'm not here to make you receive anything. Yeah. But if you come into a medium, you would think that you'd be like open to receiving or whatever the case may be. Otherwise, what are you there for? You yeah. know what I mean? So it's an interesting one, but what I would say is probably that, you know, I just feel like whenever I've got, you know, a difficult person and and they happen, you know, it happens from time to time. But for me, I always try to see the lesson in it. I always try and see that as a teaching tool and opportunity because obviously I've got a thicker skin now as well. But regardless of all of this, Lauren, every time I do a reading, I open my heart up every time. I could get hurt. I could have someone tell me they don't like me. But every time I do a reading, I open my heart up regardless Potentially, I'm putting myself on the line to get hurt. Potentially, I'm doing that. But that's the only way I can do readings. So um, because I feel like I have to connect to the person at an emotional level um, and in telepathy as well. So, you know, I don't bring my ego into it as much as I can. Um, I just feel like I'm in service. So one of the things I love, the saying is... um, when I get nervous, I focus on service. Yeah. During so virtue, like baby. During virtue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when I feel nervous, you know, often it is my client, you know, a lot of the time I've got a lady who's so anxious that she can't have music on. She can't have, you know, any distractions. She can't have, you know, any smell going on. She can't handle incense. She's so hypersensitive oh. that she literally is like a nervous wreck. And the whole time when she was coming to see me, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I think I'm having a panic attack the whole time. And when she finally came in and it was funny because I felt like she was here early and I'm thinking, she's going to knock on my door. She's going to knock on my door. And it was like 9.30 in the morning. She was due at 10, but I kept feeling like she was going to knock on my door. And I was like, if she comes, I'm just going to tell her to go and grab a coffee. And so when she rocked up, I went, were you here at 9.30? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, did you go and get a coffee at the IGA? And she goes, yeah. And I said, your mum's here. Welcome to it. And she sat down. (laughs) It was really funny. And I said to her, I have such extreme anxiety. And she said, yeah, she said, that's me. Um, and then she told me a story or she didn't tell me a story, but she was like, yeah, you know, anxiety, nervous system, blah, blah, blah. So we got into it and I've seen her again since then. And the second time she came to see me, she wasn't like that. She was a little bit calmer. And I thought that's good. You know, the first time it was like, oh, cause she didn't know me. She was like terrified. Yeah. The second time she was a bit calmer. And I thought, this is good now that she knows me. And it was actually very emotional. So, you know, I feel like as long as we um, understand that everyone's different, they've all got their own stuff. Some people might not handle that because let me tell you, I had to make a lot of changes. You know, I'm very much, oh, this is my, you know, incense burning. This is my diffuser. This is my whatever, whatever, the music. I couldn't have any of that on because it was driving her insane. So even the washing machine, you know, was finishing its cycle. Couldn't handle that. I had to shut the doors. I'm like, oh my God, I can't stop the washing machine. You know, it was like everything was aggravating her. So we have to be flexible. You know, my feeling is we have to be flexible because everyone's individual in this yeah. game, all of our yeah. clients. Yeah. Well, I love you and I want to thank you for being here. And I'm going to split this into two shows because I knew it. So I knew it in my head. I'm like, she's splitting Well, this. I figured you <laughs> haven't said you had to go. So I would just keep going because I could ask I set aside you a, time. a thousand yeah. questions. You know, I could really just talk to you forever. I mean, Same. maybe if you have, if you want, we can, I can ask you just a couple more before we wrap here. Yeah. If someone's sitting at home and they're thinking that they want to, you know, get involved in in learning how to be a medium, or they want to, maybe they do feel as well that they have an ability to, to touch people and heal them. Um, obviously with their permission, (laughs) how would they get started? I mean, how would you sort of recommend that? Is it about finding people on socials and seeing how they connect with you? I know a lot of people who I read for, they, they see me online and then they go, Oh, I just felt 
your energy. And that was what made totally. me decide. Is that how you think people should get started? Or is it about yeah, going I, within? I always say, find your tribe. One of my things is find your tribe and whether that is like a spiritual group, you know, like spiritual events directories where I come from, but whether there's some sort of spiritual group you're really drawn to, um, find your tribe, you know, go to sound healings and stuff like that as well. Um, because, you know, that's where you sort of start to, and I say sound healing because a lot of the time they're very visual. You know, if you're going to a cacao ceremony or listening to singing bowls or gongs or whatever, it's like a lot of the time, if you have an ability with your mediumship or clairvoyance or whatever, those sorts of occasions, being with that kind of energy, people with the same intention and all of that stuff can really bring out your abilities. But yes. beyond that, I would say, you know, if you did want to develop it, find a mentor. Um, and in terms of, you know, finding a reader for you or whatever the case may be, and Lauren asked this question before, um, trust your gut. You know, I always say to people, you know, before you even choose me, because when people do come in and whinge and say, oh, you know, I had these terrible readings and la di da I'm like, well, that's great. And I said, I may not be the person for you either, did you yeah. use your intuition when you were booking me? And they're often like, yeah, you know, you were recommended or I just really felt it or whatever. And we have a great time. So mm -hmm. I always say to people, regardless of whether it's what you're asking about, whether it's choosing your mentor, choosing someone who can teach me or whatever, you know, you have to resonate with each other. You have to resonate with each other. It's like choosing a master. If you're going to learn Reiki, you want the master who really resonates with me. I've had so many people come to me um, from doing the masters with someone else and said it was horrendous. I hated it, you know, da, da, da. And it's like, well, that's great. But did you have that intuitive thing saying, I shouldn't have probably gone with that person? And they're like, yeah, I did. Yeah. And we didn't listen. Yeah. That's my answer is trust your gut. Yeah. Um, but find your team, find your tribe, and also find a good mentor if you decide you want to develop it a bit further. Yeah. And I highly recommend working with Michelle too as a mentor. And I recommend, you know, uh, if you're wanting to develop your mediumship and your psychic development, working with Michelle, definitely for that. So yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here. Um, I've absolutely loved, I just love talking to you. I can listen to you Fine. forever. And I know it's just such, we have such an ease. So it's just so, it's not, it's just great. And mm -hmm. I would love to um, put you on the spot to have you back on the show. Maybe we could talk about past lives because we oh. didn't get into that. And I know that's that. something that I can do and it's something that yeah. you do on a regular. And it's really, it's really powerful. And I know that um, Michelle's done some readings for me before. And actually it, like she was talking about earlier, they do ignite like this, this remembrance within yourself that's kind of buried mm. within your soul. And, um, and I know I've actually done yoga before and completely downloaded a past life in, I just, I just watch it happen. And uh, it's just been amazing. So <clears throat> sometimes when we do, cause I'm not someone who goes to psychics or readers, uh, but Michelle sometimes <laughs> makes me forces me into it when we're doing a session it really <laughs> does kind of ignite this light within ourselves that sometimes we do need to illuminate a little bit more than we yeah. than we do on our own and and choosing someone who who can do that for you with <clears throat> with grace and ease is really really important so how can people get in touch with you and uh yeah anything else you want to say I'll put all your contact in the show notes of course oh, right. Michelle and yeah. I sometimes do lives together and Michelle also does lives as well on social every week on her yeah own. so Michelle our price the light worker is my business name and um Lauren will put all the contact info in there but um yeah I um I'm open six days a week um sometimes I'm booked on Saturdays because I'm doing other things but um yeah six days a week is what I work I work Saturdays just so people wow. can um you know not worry about their work life because some people can't get out you know early um so I make myself as accessible as I can mm. for people well thank you for being here and I look forward to our next conversation on past lives which will be yeah can't wait thanks Lauren hi Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.